Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. And in just the last, really this season that we've been in, probably just this year, I've heard this often by the Spirit of God saying, in these days, you need to be accurate. And I've heard that time and time again. In the days in which we're living in, these are days that you need to be accurate. Accurate in what? Accurate in hearing from God. Because you realize that we can follow God real loosely and really have no idea that God is trying to give us direction and he's trying to give us some insight and he's trying to speak to us and, and help us in this life. But if we're never aware of the fact that God is endeavoring to always speak to us, we'll never have an ear to listen accurately for the direction of the Lord. And oftentimes it's this real haphazard in the way we live our Christian life. I mean, how many people do you know? In fact, this is just off the subject. But just as a pastor, it's one of those things where I, I see individuals that will start dating individuals and, and, and maybe they're, they're dating somebody and it's one is a, a Christian and one is not. And, and you, you walk softly around that. But then they get down the road and it's just like, it's disastrous. Well, God's word said, don't be unequally yoked, but yet you were so overcome with love and just wanted to be married that you pursued that. And therefore, the lack of accuracy, you're facing a lot of turbulence within a relationship, right? Does that make sense? Or, or I've seen this before where individuals, in fact, just thinking of individuals that I've known that, that you grew up with them in church and then over the years they walked away from God or just stopped going to church, just kind of got swept away in their life and then they met somebody and they married somebody when they were in that backslidden state or that time that they were away from God and everything was good back in that time when, when both of them were in that place. But then all of a sudden they started making a choice. I want to get back to serving God and the spouse says, well, I don't want nothing to do with that. And then they're frustrated and they're saying, dear God, I want to serve God, but my spouse doesn't. What do I do? Well, you were living a life where you didn't have the ability to hear the accuracy of God speaking to you saying you need to make some changes, some adjustments in your life. And certainly that's not somebody that you need to be maybe marrying. Does that make sense? And so God's endeavoring for us to live life with accuracy, hearing from him, because when he speaks to us. He's doing it for the sake of getting us where we need to be and getting the, the, the best outcome and results and the blessings of God in our life because he's directing us the right way. If you will, if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 14. And I just want to look at this for a moment because Jesus says something very profound to his disciples, and obviously this is applicable to us. But in John chapter 14, verse... 11, he says, believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, who believes in me, the works that I do will, will he do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, now he's speaking of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. Everybody say, you know him. Jesus says, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit that is coming, he says, it's to your advantage that I leave and go away, that the Holy Spirit comes. He says, now, the world does not know him, the world speaking those that are apart from Christ. He says, but you know him. You know him. He's dwelling on the inside of us if we've received Christ. He's in there. You can't get any closer to Jesus than what you already are because he's in you. And he's endeavoring to speak to us. But there's something to be said that if he's in me and I know him, he could be in me and I know him but not identify or recognize his voice. You've been hearing things. You've been getting glimpses of him. But even though I know him because he's part of the salvation package, having the ability to discern his voice is a whole different thing. Amen? He's in me. I know him. But I just may not be able to identify him or to identify his voice. If we continue to look at in verse 26, it says, But the Helper... The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Notice what the Bible says concerning the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the present day ministry of Jesus. So Jesus himself is not going to necessarily speak to you. It's the Holy Spirit that is speaking on his behalf. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is going to bring back to remembrance everything that I've said to you. He's going to remind you of what I said. Well, if you recall, uh, Pastor Kelly, she said last week, the number one way that you'll begin to identify and learn God's voice is through his word. This is... Jesus speaking to us. And the more familiar that you become with God's word, you'll begin to find and identify that God begins to start speaking to you through his word. Amen? I mean, (coughs) excuse me. There are times that you might have questions or you might need answers to something, and all of a sudden the scripture starts bubbling up. Maybe not a chapter or a verse, but just something that comes back to your remembrance. And if you'll pay attention to it, oftentimes that verse or scripture that kind of comes bubbling up is an answer to something that you've been pondering. 
Oftentimes, you might even find yourself in a position where maybe you're not necessarily asking for direction, but the Holy Spirit, the one that is your helper, He's endeavoring to help you. And have you ever noticed that there's times where all of a sudden there is a song that comes up in your heart? And you think, oh, I'm just singing that because we sing that at church. Well, the the songs that we endeavor to sing here are scripturally based, not just some weird stuff that you hear on the radio sometimes, but we purpose to have songs that are based upon Scripture that you can hang your hat on. And so you might hear that song bubbling back up and you start singing it. And if you'll listen, you'll find that oftentimes that song of what you're singing has the answer of what you're looking for. And it's just a way by which God is bringing back to remembrance. It's His voice that is reminding you of those things that He said. I've had oftentimes where individuals will say to me, you know, Pastor, I've been at work, and for whatever reason, that thing that you said at church when you was ministering, that just kept coming back. I kept thinking about what you was talking about. Well, you realize that I'm not endeavoring just to come up here and have a good talk. I'm purposing, God, give me the words to say. Use my mouth that when I speak, you speak. And so oftentimes when you hear messages that are coming back, it's oftentimes God purposing to help position you to hear and to receive from him again identifying and hearing his voice oh I said to you that as my wife was ministering last week that it just brought back to remembrance some things that the Lord had spoke to me one uh, you realize and again I've shared this with you just Obviously, we're in a new season of ministry, brand new building. It's, it's a whole lot larger. Therefore, financially, it's a whole lot more in responsibility. And I don't say this for the sake of putting it towards you guys. I'm just simply talking as a, as a leader, as a pastor. It's like, okay, God, we've got to put our faith in a position that we've never put our faith in before because you have to meet the needs, God. And it was just a matter of a few days ago, I woke up, and the very first things that I heard as I woke up, I heard these words, and it was the words from Reverend Reverend Kenneth E. Hagin. He was a spiritual father, a mentor of my wife and I, and this is the words that I heard. The moment that I woke up, the greatest financial miracles that I've ever experienced in my life is when I I spent extended time in prayer and praying in the Spirit. And so what was that? Immediately, I recognized, God, you're trying to tell me something. I need to give myself to prayer, and not just prayer that has been my norm, but I need to give myself to some extended time in prayer, because in there is the breakthrough. But see, I could just hear that and think, well, praise the Lord, that was a good message when I heard Brother Hagin talk about that. No, it was the Holy Spirit bringing back to remembrance things that he had said to me before. And as I said when my wife was sharing last week, man, just something went off on the inside of me when she was talking about hearing and identifying the voice of God. And and just a week and a half ago, this came up in my heart, and God reminded me. In fact, I asked the Lord, why did you remind me of that? And what it was is, and let me just kind of give you a list, a backstory to it. Back in two, or excuse me, nineteen ninety four, I believe it was. I had had a a ninja motorcycle. 
I mean, it was brand new. It was like, I mean, it was just a special bike. I mean, it, there wasn't very many like this in the color and just the way that it looked. And so it was kind of my baby. But it was a time that I knew that I needed to sell it. And also I knew that I was going to Bible college. And so therefore I sold my motorcycle so that I could use the money to go to Bible college. But I sold it to a friend of mine. And in the midst of selling it to my friend, he says, listen, I'm going to the army and I'm supposed to get this GI thing and so I'll give you this much money and then I'll have to give this to you after the fact. And I think he still owed me like $1,500. And I said to him, I said, well, I said, that's all well and good. I said, but let's sign a contract that you'll get it to me by such and such. And man, his wife just had a fit. Like, well, you're friends and why do you got to sign a contract? I'm like, friends is friends, business is business. Well, then things kind of fell apart on his end and he never paid me. Well, you realize that there's things going on in my head. I'm thinking, your crazy wife had such a hang-up, and look at what happened. Now you know why, because it's the kind of thing right here, you know. But then I chose, God, I'm just going to purpose to forgive the debt, and I'm not going to worry about it. And so through that time, he ended up sending me another $400. I think, well, praise the Lord, it's $400 I didn't have. But I think it was still like $1,000 that he owed me. I thought, well, you know what? I forgive the debt. I'm not going to have hard feelings toward him. Bless him, Lord. And so this was several years later. I went to Bible college. I had been married. We had got into our first house. I was working up in Saginaw at GM. And I was driving home from work. And I started to pull up to the mailbox. And as I'm pulling up to the mailbox, all of a sudden, the Lord said to me, the check in the balance for your motorcycle from Lance's in the mailbox. I'm like, well, that was a weird thought. I opened up the mailbox, had this envelope, huh, from Lance. Opened it up, apologies, so sorry, just wanted to get it right, here's the balance. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, why did you remind me of that? He said, I wanted to remind you of your sensitivity at one time where you had the ability to hear just even simple things where I could tell you there was a check in the mail. And it was. And really, it was just kind of a gentle rebuke from the Lord saying, hey, you kind of got some cotton in your ears at times. You need to get back to a place where you're hearing rightly, where you're hearing accurately. Why is that so necessary? It's necessary for us as the body of Christ, especially in these days, to hear accurately from the Lord so that when we are living this life, we know where to go and when to go. We know what to do and how to do it. When it comes to prayer, we know how and what and all the others of what we need to do when it comes to prayer. Amen. I'm telling you, we have lived so loosely as believers when it comes to our life. And God says, you need to get back to a place of living accurately and walking accurately with me. And it's only through the help of the Holy Spirit that you can do that. It's only through spending time in prayer that you can do that. It's only through spending time in my word that you can do that. Amen? Because listen... The, the devil is very accurate concerning your marriage, your health, your children, your marriage, your church, everything else. He has gone before and set snares and plots and everything else years in advance. 
He's working. Well, if I just live this life with my head in the clouds, I can get snagged up in one of those snares of the enemy. But if I'm walking accurate with the, with the Lord, he can say, no, it's time to do this. It's not time to do that. No, you need to stop right now. You don't need to leave. You don't need to drive down that road. Amen. He'll give you direction. I mean, I remember my wife and I, we were coming home from, I don't know if it was Oklahoma or whatever, just a few years back. But we got off the expressway, and it just seemed like at that time we, we needed to get off. We got gas and used the restroom and whatever. And then all of a sudden we heard all these ambulances and all these uh, police cars. And then there was a girl that was right next to us, and she had pulled off. And, and then all of a sudden, because you could see the expressway, there was no more traffic. It was just an empty highway. And she said just a few miles down the road, there was a horrible accident, multiple cars. It's a mess. Well, we just passed through that. Had we not done something different or just the hand of God, that could have been us. And so walking accurate with the Lord, knowing exactly what to do and how to do it. Now, I said to you that the Word of God is the first and foremost part of God's voice speaking to us. If we don't have that as our base, you can get squirrely when it comes to trying to hear the voice of God. Because when you hear the voice of God, you don't hear it with your natural ears, you hear it with the ears of your spirit. And your ears or the ears of your spirit hear things all the time. Have you ever heard those voices that said, You've got a pain in your side, must be cancer. You've got this going on, must be that. Bill comes in, well, you'll never be able to pay that off. You're going under, losing everything. God isn't a God of fear, so God's not going to come and talk to you like that. So what voice are you hearing? Well, your spirit or the ears of your spirit are hearing the lies of the enemy. And without the Word of God to be your balancing or your, st- your, your, your stability, you can get off. For instance, there's a particular family member that, bless her heart, she's, she's just given herself to some silliness and thinks she's just close to God, never goes to church, talks bad about every preacher, talks about killing preachers. and I mean, it's, just, it's crazy. But this is what oftentimes we'll we'll hear things like this. Uh, The Holy Spirit told me to go to the McDonald's in a city two hours away to get a Diet Coke and get the little Monopoly piece off off the thing. And if you'll buy one at your McDonald's, God said that between the two of us, we're going to win the million dollars. And I'm like, well, God never told us that. Well, I know what God said. I'm like, well, I'm glad you did. Well, the next time that I talk to this family member, we're talking. It's like, did you go to that town? Yep, I drove two and a half hours to get to that town. I said, did you get your Diet Coke? Yeah, I got my Diet Coke. I said, did you get your Monopoly piece? Yeah, I got my Monopoly piece. I said, did you win? No. That preacher got in the mess, mess of it and somehow prevented me from being able to do it. He stole my money. 
Well, I thought you said God said. Well, he did. Well, how come you're not a millionaire? Well, you don't have any answer after that. I mean, are you seeing the silliness? See, God will, God's voice will always line up with his word. Amen? So, go over to the city next door and, and play the lottery. Well, God's not a God of chance. God is a God of faith. Now, I mean, if you play the lottery, that's your business. I'm just simply saying, God is not a God of chance. He is a God of faith. A firm persuasion, a confident expectation. And so, therefore, does it violate the word of God? Think, well, I'm going to strike it rich and get the big mega ball challenge. Woohoo! Well, if you win, just make sure you come to church and tithe real good. All right. <laughs> Are you tracking with me? I, 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 in fact, I remember Brother Hagin, he told the story at school uh, where as he was teaching, he said this one young man came to him and says, uh, God told me that uh, that green Bronco that you have uh, is mine. He said, so I'll let you drive it till Friday, but then I'm going to come and pick it up. <laughs> Kenneth Hagin says, well, God didn't say anything to me, so I, I'm going to keep my truck. Well, see, that just is silly because it violates the Word of God. You're coveting something of somebody else's. And so, but if you don't know the Word of God, your ears of your spirit can hear things in the realm of the Spirit that the enemy is telling you. But if you don't know the voice of God's Word to bring balance to what you hear, to say, oh, no, 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 that don't line up with the Word of God. So I know who's saying that, Right? I mean, how many times have I heard this? I mean, again, silly stuff. God said that that woman over there is going to be my wife. Well, I think she's somebody else's wife right now. Yeah, but God told me. Uh, that's just stupid. You're not hearing the voice of God because it don't line up with the Word of God because if you did that, you'd be committing adultery. It don't. So you've got to begin to discern the voice of God with the Word of God. Amen. So we got a purpose to trust God and put him in remembrance of his word and he'll put us in remembrance of his word. God needs us to be in tune to his voice. He, I, I talked about prayer. If you didn't know it, you should be praying for your president because the Bible says, pray first of all for those that are in authority. Well, I don't like who's in office. Don't matter if you like them or don't like them. The Bible says pray for them. Well, I'm going to pray this way because I don't like them. Well, no, listen, that's your agenda. How can you pray accurately? If you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you pray accurately for your president. That is your commander-in-chief. Do they do everything right? No. Do they do everything wrong? No. Do they need the guidance and direction of the Lord? Yes. But God needs his body, the church, to pray. And if we don't pray, then we can't sit back and say, well, yeah, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. No, it was your fault that you didn't pray. And the fact that they're in office, you can squall and bawl all day long, but if you're not praying, there is no aid to go to help that individual. But God doesn't want you to pray your agenda. He wants you to pray his agenda, to pray accurately. Right? When it comes to your children, you could see a certain behavior and you're like, God, 
But there might be something else that's the cause of that. And if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help you pray accurately to help that. We've got to learn how to trust the Holy Spirit. I talked about staying in tune. How many, any radio listeners? Anybody? Like listening to the radio? Like music? I don't know if you remember back in the day. You know, everything's digital nowadays. But do you remember the time where there was the, the needle and it would slide across the face of the radio? Now, if you wanted a particular station, you had to adjust the dial. And that little pin would go across to a certain area of the radio. Now, that station was playing all the time. The music and the DJ that was talking and narrating and all that other stuff that was on that station was going all the time. But if you was not tuned into that station, you never heard what was being said. But as you start turning and dialing it in, all of a sudden you start to hear the static. And you start to hear some audible noise. But if you're not completely tuned in, all you're getting is bits and pieces. But the more fine-tuned you dial it in, all of a sudden it comes out and it's in stereo, baby. It's like, whoa, yeah, that's what I was wanting to hear. That's the same thing with our spirit. Being able to become accurate in hearing the voice of God. There is so much distracting us. Life, busyness, stuff, activities, just junk. And it causes us to walk this life zigzagging. And in the zigzag, every once in a while, I hit it with God. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was. <laughs> and God says, come on, man. Let's, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. If you'll listen and hear accurately, you'll get the thing done quicker and better and more efficient. But we've let life just kind of take us here and there. Am I talking to anybody other than myself? And it doesn't have to be that way. And especially in these days that we're living in, God needs us to be accurate because people matter. The time is so short. There are people that need Jesus. And if we'll find ourselves purposing not to be distracted, but saying, God, what do you need me to do today? In fact, let me ask that. Are you at the place where you could say, God, my agenda is not important. I just want to do what you want to do. I was talking with, with Jordan uh, yesterday, and we were talking about going to the, the store. It's like when you go to the store, don't bother me. I got my agenda. I got my things I'm going to get. It's like put my hat, hat on, head down. Hopefully I don't run into anybody. Just, you know, get my thing and get out. It's because you got an agenda. Well, what if God says, I need you to throw your agenda out the window. And I need you to do this. Well, God, I wanted to get so much done today. And he's like, hey, will you follow me? But God, I can't do it tomorrow. It'll probably be next week before I can get to it. Will you just follow me? See, have we gotten to the place where we've just wanted to serve God for the sake of what God needs us to do 
because people matter, or have we been so consumed with ourselves that we don't even know if we're walking accurate with God or even walking in the same line with God? I mean, thank the Lord if I die, I know I'm going to heaven. <laughs> but whether beyond that, I don't know. See, God wants us to live accurately. Lastly, we'll finish up with this. Turn to 1 Corinthians, if you will, chapter 14. You getting anything out of this tonight? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting in verse 2. says, For he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but unto God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. He speaks mysteries. So that tells me that there are mysteries that are withheld from us unless we purpose to pray. To say that there are mysteries that must be prayed out tells me that those mysteries produce accuracy in my life. And without knowing those mysteries, I'm just hoping and wishing. In fact, for that matter, that's really kind of how Christians live today. Like spaghetti. Throw it to the wall. If it sticks, must be God. Right? Rather than saying, nope, we know exactly what God's will is. He said that we can know the mysteries of God. There are mysteries concerning your kids. There are mysteries concerning your, 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 your job, your finances, your life, your church. But if we just keep existing, we're never hitting the bullseye. We're never efficient. We find our lives being frustrated and we say, God, why am I frustrated? Frustrated with my husband. I'm frustrated with my wife. I'm frustrated with my kids. And God says, just get accurate. I'm frustrated. Frustrated with me. Get accurate. (laughs) Right? He says those are mysteries that you can know. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says this. That will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Notice what that says. He who keeps, or I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Why? Because he trusts or trusts me. How many of us can really say that our mind is stayed on God? It might start staying on God towards Friday, Saturday. Well, I'm tired. I'll sleep in today. and Well, maybe we'll try to hit it next week. Right? Versus living daily. God, I want to walk accurate. I want to know where to go. How many people lose their lives because they're not walking accurately? And these are days that we have to become more accurate in our walk with God. There's so many stories that I've heard back, if you recall, in in 9-11. Remember the trade towers that had went down. There were several accounts that you hear about after the fact that just believers that knew the Holy Spirit. And on their way to work, They were arrested 
by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, don't go in there. And they chose not to go. And they're alive today because they were walking accurately. God wants us to know his voice. And the more we become sensitive and aware of his voice, because it's in us. Amen. In fact, I'll finish with this. Did I say I was going to finish three times already? One more, one more finish. So oftentimes, we are frustrated when it comes to hearing God's voice because we feel like we don't know. But how many times have we lived our lives where we were getting ready to do something after the fact the outcome was not what we wanted and we're like, oh, why did I do that? Something on the inside of me was telling me not to do that. I mean, man, all day long, I I knew I shouldn't have done that. Has anybody ever made that statement or lived that scenario? I knew I shouldn't have. You know what that was? You thought it was you. It was the Holy Spirit. But you thought it was you all along and overrode the voice of the Lord. You know why it's so easy to think it's you? It's because he's right here. And oftentimes the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like you. But when you'll learn how to discern his voice, it becomes clear. That was me. That was the Lord. That was the pizza from this afternoon. (laughs) Right? Amen. How many of you just want to walk accurate with God? We can do it. Amen. And we're doing so. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight. We thank you that, Lord, we are coming to know your voice more and more. We thank you that, Lord, we follow you and the voice of a stranger we don't follow. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Give us accuracy in every aspect of our life. Our church, our marriages, our families, our workplace. God, you so desire for us to succeed and have success. And therefore, we just purpose to walk upright and accurate with you. In Jesus' name, amen. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life